corporate level strategy is all about asking, first of all, the question of what businesses do we want to be in? Welcome to Brave New Leaders, the podcast where we dissect business strategy that brings real-life results and doesn't just look great on PowerPoint. My name is Mark Snickers. Hi, welcome to Brave New Leaders, where we discuss what CEOs need to know about strategy. And in this episode, we're going to dive into the concept of corporate level strategy. And I'll tell you what kind of questions you need to ask yourself, how you might find answers and what the challenges are when it comes to corporate level strategy. And I'm also going to show you that despite the name corporate level strategy, this is not only for big corporations, but it's probably even more relevant for small and medium companies. My name is Mark Snukers. I'm a strategy advisor and coach to CEOs and their leadership teams, helping them to design and execute winning strategies to drive growth, boost performance and build better businesses. So what is corporate level strategy all about? Corporate level strategy is all about asking, first of all, the question of what businesses do we want to be in? Now, why would you ask that question? Obviously, you want to grow uh, your company and that raises the question, okay, where do we want to grow? What businesses do we want to be in? So let's take um, Lufthansa, uh, like Lufthansa as an example. They are in the passenger airline business. They have a dedicated airline for vacation um, passengers. They have a cargo airline business. They have an, uh, avi uh, an aviation maintenance business. They have uh, aviation IT systems business. They have an aviation catering business. Uh, and they used to have a private jet business. So which kind of businesses Lufthansa wants to be in, that's corporate level strategic decisions. Now, when you make these kind of decisions, which businesses do you want to be in, you kind of have two extremes. On the one hand, you can say, we want to diversify. Uh, so we want to create a portfolio of businesses that is diversified. So we are looking for businesses outside of our core industry. We're looking into entering different industries. Or you can say, no, we're looking for synergies and we're actually looking for uh, integrating uh, the different companies that we have. And so to say, we stay within the same uh, industry. Now, Lufthansa, for example, was clearly looking for synergies. That's why they went out of the private jet business. They entered the private jet business because they thought they would have synergies with the uh, passenger airline. So private jet customers would fly to their hubs in Munich, Frankfurt, Zurich. And then from there on, they would take the long haul flight in, in first class. But that's not what happened. I think only 20 or 30 percent of the business were actually these long haul uh, passengers and because Lufthansa was not seeing the synergies it wanted to see it moved out of the private jet business. Now when you're looking for integration when you're looking for synergies the question is obviously how much integration do you want or do you uh, keep the, the businesses separately obviously if you'd like to have synergies you need to integrate and integration can happen on, on three levels so there's first of all the leveraging resources so you can use for example the same manufacturing plant across a couple of, of business units you can integrate activities uh, one of my clients has a central sales and marketing team which does sales and marketing for all the business units. So the business units themselves, they don't have any sales and marketing any longer. It's all integrated and centralized in one key, in, in one core team. Or the third uh, positioning or the third element of integration can be uh, leveraging and aligning on the position that 
you have. So, for example, are you positioning all your businesses along differentiation or are you positioning all your businesses as uh, along low cost and operational excellence? And herein lies one of the key challenges of corporate level strategy and this idea of synergies and integration, because I see that companies or executive teams, they try to force this idea of synergies where it doesn't really make sense or where it can actually harm the business. So here's an example of a former client of mine. So first of all, they used to have three different business units. The core business, what they do is cables. And they used to have cables for uh, elevators. So that was a, a business unit. They have uh, cables for the automotive industry, the kind of standard cables, and they have harnesses, which is simply speaking, not, nothing else than a combination of, of cables also for the automotive industry. Now, because they were looking for synergies, they actually sold the elevator business and they focused on the automotive business right? because they thought, okay, if we focus there, we're going to have synergies across these two business units. And when we were talking about strategy and working on the strategy, there were always lots of discussions around how do we position our businesses? And there was the kind of uh, desire to find one positioning that was valid across the two businesses. So the discussion was always around, are we focusing or are we positioning ourselves as the product leader, the product innovator? Are we positioning ourselves as uh, a company with the best customer relationship? Or are we positioning ourselves uh, as a long operational excellence and low cost? And what the team for a long time did not realize was that these two businesses operate in a completely different fashion. It's a completely different dynamic and you cannot compete along the same positions in both businesses. On the one hand, you have the cable business, which is a commodity business. So here it's clearly about operational excellence. It's about uh, low cost or relatively low cost. It's about large volumes. It's about uh, guaranteeing a certain level of quality across everything you do, but it's really a standard commodity type product. So operational excellence is the most logical positioning. On the other hand, you have the harnesses. Now the harnesses, usually what happens is that the automotive company, the, the development team, pretty much towards the end of the development, they're going to come to you. They're going to ask you, look, here is the design of the car. Here is the space we have for the harness come up with a solution on how we can fit all the cables uh, as a harness into uh, our car. Now here, so it's not a commodity product, it's tailor-made. Uh, so first of all, you need to have a good customer relationship so that you are invited in the first place. There needs to be a lot of trust that uh, you can come up with the right solution to the problem. So different positionings are required, different dynamics on how these businesses, these business units operate, and it's difficult to find a common uh, positioning. The troubles or the challenges were actually amplified by the fact that they wanted to leverage the resources across uh, the two business units, meaning that the plants producing the wires, or the, the cables, they were also used to uh, produce the, the harnesses which was always disrupting the commodity 
production cycles because you had lots of changeovers, you have lots of experimentation with a different harness, whether it, it works or not. So trying to have one position and trying to leverage and integrate activities and leverage resources was uh, a big mistake. Here. I'll give you another example of an even smaller company. So here I'm talking about a 50-person 50, 50 company which produces windows. And on the one hand, they have a business unit which is producing, developing innovative window systems. They have a couple of patterns around uh, being able to manufacture very large windows with very small frames. And they are a worldwide leader in this particular type of windows. Then they had a second business unit, which was all about installing windows. So it kind of makes sense that you produce your windows and then to guarantee a certain level of quality, you also install your windows. But then well, usually if you build a, a house or you have a building, you don't only use their win these minimal windows from them, but you also want to have some regular normal windows. And they needed to buy these from third party um, uh, producers. So you kind of have the innovative business unit, you have the installation, which again is a commodity. There is nothing special about uh, the installation, maybe a little bit of special knowledge when it comes to installing your windows, but lots of other people can do that as well. And they actually did that. So they also resold their windows so that other people could install them. And they had a third, uh, a third business unit when it came to uh, standard windows that they were selling on from uh, from somebody else. And in an effort to grow, so they thought about uh, integration, so they actually went for vertical integration. So they bought a supplier of these regular windows uh, and it was a complete disaster because now, again, you have commodity products, these regular windows, which you can get everywhere. You have the installation, which it's also more of a commodity product. You can get it everywhere. And then you have the innovative windows that they produce. And again, the positioning, they tried to have one positioning across these three business units, but also because it was a small company, they were not really able uh, to pull this off. So the company went nearly bankrupt. And as a uh, strategic response, uh, the, uh, the standard manufacturing company was sold off they stopped doing the installations and they completely focus now on just producing their innovative windows, which they then sell on to other people who would do the uh, installation. So they really focus on their core business where they can be really good and the positioning is very clear that's uh, innovation that they can produce. So these are two, two examples where uh, that illustrate you need to make really good decisions when it comes to corporate level strategy. And as I said, I think it's even more relevant for small and medium companies because the, 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 the risk uh, of doing something wrong and then going bankrupt as a result of that is a lot higher. Lufthansa might have lost a little bit of uh, image or probably not money even with shutting down the, the private uh, airline business, uh, but it didn't really affect much the overall business. Whereas with this small company making these decisions uh, to venture into uh, new businesses didn't really help them. On the contrary, it always, uh, it, it always almost made them uh, go backward. So, so much for corporate level strategy. In one of the next episodes, we'll discuss what is the relationship between corporate level strategy and business level strategy. So if you like this, then please comment, like, and 
share and if you found it valuable then uh, subscribe to the channel and see you next time that's all for today's episode of brave new leaders thanks for joining me i hope you found the topic insightful and thought-provoking if you enjoyed this episode give me a like and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss it if you have any questions feedback or ideas for future episodes drop me a line at mark at Remember, the world of leadership and strategy is constantly evolving, so keep pushing the boundaries, taking risks and embracing change. That's the path to becoming a brave leader.